What's up, guys? My name is Mark, and you found your way to the Out of Step SLC podcast. There's only a handful of good things about living in Utah, like how we get maybe three weeks of fall and six months of winter. Twice a year, people from all over the world gather downtown to be told what to be afraid of next by a group of old, rich white men. But what I love most about living here is the counterculture and the music scenes that I call home. I really think we have one of the hardest core scenes in the nation simply because of the overwhelming need to resist the right-wing religious culture that not only surrounds us, but stifles us as well. Now today, I'm going to talk about getting free tickets to a five-finger death punch show with Megadeth, The Who, no, not that Who, and Fire from the Gods at USANA Amphitheater, as well as some research I did trying to figure it out why it seems Five Finger gets so much fucking hate. Now, to kick this off, I was given two tickets from a good friend of mine who had like a wedding or something to go, and he offered them to me, and I was like, well, I'm not really a fan, but fuck, a free show's a free show. It could be fun to see Megadeth and Five Finger Death Punch live, so fuck it, you know? So I took the tickets, and Emily and I went over there, and they were grass, quote-unquote, seating tickets. We saw like a whole ton of bikers uh, saw patches for like a combat vet MC and generally just an older crowd. And yes, quite a few Kyles. I mean, quite a few Kyles. I mean, fuck the crowd was over 20,000 people. So there's a, there's a good chunk of Kyles in there. And I learned very quickly that it really wasn't my scene, but I wanted to keep an open mind and stick it out. And I'm glad I did because I discovered this band fire from the gods and they were the openers. And while we only caught like the last three songs of their set, they really left an impression on me. There's like this, this new, well, maybe it's not new, but to me it's new uprising, like rap metal type genre that's coming on like uh unity tx and now fire from the gods i found the breakdowns and i political commentary to just be brutal and i'm <laughs> such a sucker for both of those uh their front man aj channer he was super vocal about the clowns and as he referred to them the clowns in washington and Their music addresses the inherent racism and discrimination that just plagues our society. I love that they address that because the best music, in my opinion, is based on real world struggles. And it really comes through in their songs, um, specifically like Excuse Me and uh, Truth to the Week, not built to collapse i highly recommend listening to those songs as well as go and check out their album american sun i really enjoyed it it really sucks that we missed their like the majority of their set but i'm really hoping i can see them again soon their their sound was kind of almost like a toned down version of five finger like you'll you'll be able to like kind of hear the similarities if you look them up but they were they were dope i really enjoyed them and after them was the who 
And for those of you who don't know, it's it's not that that who, as I mentioned in the intro, they're a Mongolian metal band and I had completely forgot about them. I remember them popping up on my Facebook feed like uh, six, seven years ago and then just forgot about them because it just wasn't really my avenue. But they have such a unique take on metal. I mean, they use traditional Mongolian throat singing along with traditional Mongolian instruments. I don't know how to pronounce what the what the the instruments are. So I'll leave a link in the show notes to their website if you're interested in seeing what those are. Now, unfortunately, their performance was just plagued by sound issues. Their instruments would like go in and out. The vocals would kind of get really muted and then be really loud and in your face. It was just annoying, but they just, they kept going and you know, you got to respect that they have a really like, it's a super different kind of metal. It's very bassy, like really rumbly type stuff. Something like in my mind, I envisioned it as kind of like a mark, like a marching type music, but it was not for me, but it was really cool to see them. And like, they were super stoked to be there when, when they would address the crowd, they don't speak fluent English, you know? So the little bits that they, that they do know how to speak, their voices were just booming. And it kind of was like, fuck, are, are we just going to like go to war with these guys? Like, are they, they the generals? Like what the fuck's going on? Uh, it was so impressive and so just fucking metal. But honestly, I probably won't go out of my way to see them again. I mean, they, they had a great performance and all that. It's just, it's not, it's not for me. And Unfortunately, those sound issues with the venue continued after them. Megadeth showed up and I haven't listened to Megadeth since high school. In fact, I remember listening to it. And I think I had driver's ed like second period or something. And I was listening to a Megadeth album. And that was the last time. I'm not really a fan of classic metal. Uh, it, guitar solos and shit like that. I like breakdowns. I don't like the musical masturbation that tends to happen for like a three minute guitar solo. It's just not for me. It's not for me. But you have to respect the front man, Dave Mustaine. And the reason for that is because this guy got kicked out of Metallica right before they recorded their first album, Kill Em All, turned around and created a band that is just as, if not more successful than Metallica. That level of fuck you energy, I want that. I want to be able to do that. I think everybody wants to be able to just have that level of fuck you. So, you know, I thought it'd be cool to see him live. But after their first song, the stage just went dead. Like they pulled the lights. You couldn't hear anything. And Dave came back out on the on the stage and was like, hey, we're having a lot of technical issues. We want to make sure that we can give you the best performance possible. So just give us a few minutes. We'll be right back out. I don't know, 10, 12 minutes later, they came back out, played a handful of more songs. And then the technical issues happened again. And it was really unfortunate because the lineup was 
really good, honestly. But when you can't provide your musicians with the right tuning on your end, it makes everybody look bad. And at the end of the day, it falls on you. And that's, you know, that's your rep reputation i personally have been to the usana amphitheater like three times for lamb of god i think avenge sevenfold once and slipknot you know and those those were fine but this was just awful and so the stage went dark again and he came out and you know just started talking with the crowd they managed to be able to play like maybe five more songs and even then the instruments were doing exactly what it was for the who where they were coming in and out and since megadeth is more uh you know guitar and bass based having those instruments come in and out the way that they were just it really ruined shit and he was really disappointed he said something about wanting to come back to salt lake and give us like a real show next time you know i <laughs> i won't be there for that but i really I really hope that they're able to do that because I know there was a lot of people in there that probably paid a shitload of money to be there to see them and to get a product like that is just disappointing. I mean, we saw people from Montana, Idaho, Wyoming. I think we saw a couple of Washington plates. So there were people that fucking traveled to see this show and to have this happen. It's it's inexcusable, honestly. I mean, personally, I think people should have been given refunds because the venue completely fucked this up. Lastly, Five Finger Death Punch. So it was like probably 20 to 25 minutes before they came on stage. My theory is the venue was trying to get their shit together so that their headliner could have a good set and, you know, not completely piss off the crowd. And I mean, it was cold, guys. It was really fucking cold. And Emily and I were just sticking it out. Once they did come on stage, it was awesome. Like, it didn't really, I didn't hear any issues with the audio or the visuals, nothing like that. They did really well. They were putting on a great show uh, for about six or seven songs. And what ended up happening was there was some asshole driving drunk and he plowed into a transformer somewhere in Kearns and knocked out power to the venue that doesn't have backup power and like half of that city or something. So <laughs> you have a crowd of 20,000 people. A lot of those are Kyle's hopped up on fucking monster and all that shit drunk as shit. And suddenly they can't even finish out their headlining show. The people they paid a shitload of money to go and see. So, you know, naturally people were super pissed off and were demanding refunds. To my knowledge, USANA never handed out any refunds. And it's not their responsibility. It's not their fault that some asshole was driving drunk and knocked out the, out the power. But it was really surprising that they didn't have, like, a backup plan. For a venue like USANA that hosts huge fucking bands, that they would have, like, a plan for something like this to happen so that their artists can still keep going and keep, you know, have a good reputation. So I've heard 
most of their songs. I've heard most of their popular songs like everybody else. And honestly, to my surprise, I didn't even realize how many of them I had memorized, like Jekyll and Hyde, Under and Over It, fucking uh, Blue on Black, and fuck, everybody knows Bad Company. I personally don't care for the song, but uh, I have it memorized probably just from all the circulation on the radio. And... I was really waiting for a mosh pit to open up because fuck when they were performing, I wanted to tear shit up and that surprised me because I'm not a fan, but just the way that their music sounds, it's just angry, heavy music. So it was really weird not seeing that. And it was definitely a welcome relief from the previous acts. And I was impressed. I really was just wondering. I was like, Okay, I've heard some shit about Ivan. There was like a show back in the day or something. And I got to thinking, I was like, why does it seem like everybody hates this band when they're they're playing like sold out shows and their sound really isn't all that bad? So as I was thinking about this on the drive home, I decided, all right, you know, fuck it. Let's go ahead and do some research. Let's see what I can dig up and see if it's even like based on anything or if it's like a Nickelback situation where <laughs> most people actually like Nickelback, but they say they don't because for some reason that's the cool thing to do. So as I was doing research, there seemed to be a couple denominators, one being Ivan and the other being poor lyrical slash uh, instrumentation. I'll start with Ivan because I think that's probably the like the biggest reason people don't like him. Ivan seems to have this personality that is just abrasive for most people. Uh, I mean, he's he tends to say what's on his mind, which is respectable if it's a fully thought out response and fuck if you read the fucking room and it'll bite you in the ass it's all happened to us at some point in time each one of us has fucking found ourselves in that situation just thankfully hopefully not to that level where there's so many eyes on you and one of the big challenges that ivan has faced is he's been battling alcoholism for years really bad i mean when i was reading up on the guy there were times that he would go out and do a show and not even fucking remember he'd wake up the next morning not knowing where they were or that he even performed alcoholism can cause you to be a pretty aggressive person or if you're already an aggressive person it can amplify that and in 2015 uh they were doing a show in memphis tennessee and ivan was hammered just pissed drunk on the stage and started like calling out like his band his bandmates specifically jeremy spencer their their drummer and with like it 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 appeared like he was kind of egging him on in the middle of the performance and eventually the band just left him out there and so ivan was just on stage alone like talking to the crowd and it was like dude like it was cringy i guess what wound up happening is they came back out and like basically saved his ass and continued the show. But they went back, you know, afterward and like got into like a physical altercation, him and him and Jeremy. They had I mean, like Ivan had his microphone with him 
you know, so everybody in the crowd thought they just witnessed a breakup of the band. Obviously, we know now that that didn't happen. And they worked it out. And a little bit later on, I think it was the same year, actually, I even got arrested and charged in Las Vegas for domestic battery by strangulation. His then partner, Holly, I guess I guess they had like a physical altercation in their room and she fought him off, ran down to the front desk and had them call the police. And so the police showed up. Holly had visible wounds on her head and face. I guess she had some scratches down her throat from like a blanket getting rammed down. And they arrested, obviously, they arrested Ivan. When they found him, he was still super fucking drunk. Didn't even know, like, what the hell was happening. He got released that night on, like, $15,000 bail. And, like, I think it was three months later, uh, Holly dropped the charge but filed for a restraining order. Now... The accusation was, well, the whole ordeal, right? So a lot of it was from TMZ. I don't know about, I don't know about you guys, but I don't trust TMZ. They said that he put her in like a jujitsu style headlock and then just started beating the fuck out of her. Now, I wasn't there. I'm not going to try to say anything. But what I do know is you can't exactly trust TMZ and their reporting, obviously. So what I will say is, look, guys, domestic violence is very serious and incredibly dangerous. And it's a plague on our society, on our species. And if anyone out there listening to this is experiencing this, I implore you to reach out to the domestic violence hotline at 800-799-SAFE, or in other words, 800-799-7233. You deserve to be safe and loved, not beaten and scared. Now, Ivan eventually got into a treatment program, and to my knowledge, he is still sober, which is good. Uh, I can very easily see why these events would lead people to hate the band. I mean, the front man is the face and more or less the personality. So when you see allegations like this and you see antics like this, it's so easy to just look at the one person and be like, fuck this, fuck them. They suck and move on, especially with things as serious as domestic abuse allegations and things of that nature, along with just his abrasive personality. I can see why that turned a lot of people off and they just moved on. I can I can understand that. I can understand why people would be like, no, 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 I'm good. I hate him. Or, you know, I, I can see why people would not like them for that as far as like the lyrical content and the instrumentation and all that i think five finger death punch does exactly what they set out to do they make heavy angry music i personally don't believe that every song absolutely has to have some deeper meaning behind it 
because it doesn't. Sometimes you just want something to scream to or headbang to, or, you know, if you're preparing for like a sporting event or something and you want to get amped up, sometimes you just want something like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if you want music that has a deeper meaning to it, you're not going to reach for five finger death punch. So I really don't understand that why people would say, oh, I hate them because they don't have it. Who fucking cares? Go find some go go to a different band. Yeah, you know, like there's so much music out there these days. Just fucking go for it. Go find what you want. And I personally like one of their, I would say, kind of slightly softer songs when the seasons change. I think it's a pretty song. I really like Under and Over It, Jekyll and Hyde, Wash It Away, Blue on Black. Five Finger Death Punch is music that I will play in the background when I don't want to pay attention to mute to, to like what's being said. If I just if I'm at work and I'm swinging my fucking hammer and I just want to tune out, but I want something heavy, that's who I'm going to turn on. I don't I really don't like when people just go with the flow. Like I referenced Nickelback earlier and there have been a lot of people that have called Five Finger Death Punch the heavy metal Nickelback. It drives me crazy when it's like a mass movement and you approach somebody about it and you're like, well, why don't you like their music? And they really don't have like a legitimate answer. It's like when they cop out and it's like, well, because they're so mainstream. So what? So what if they're mainstream? Every fucking band wants to get to that level. They want to be a successful band. This is their careers. The more people listening to their music, the more popular that they get, the more money they make. And there's nothing wrong with that. So really, guys, to sum it up, this show, it could have been a hell of a lot better. And it wasn't the artist's fault. It was the venue's fault for not having their shit tuned in, ready to go. I don't I don't know if they just need to upgrade their equipment, if their equipment's old. I, I, I don't know what the issue is, but it sucked. And I'm really grateful that I didn't pay for this one because I'd be pissed. I'd be mad as hell for the some of the money that these people paid, like the actual diehard fans paid to see their band and they couldn't even finish out the show. I'd be fucking mad as hell. And the artists, they just, they wanted their last show to be a good one. But with those issues constantly popping up and never being solved, it was made impossible. You know, so I really feel for the fans and I really feel for the musicians. But, you know, it was, it wasn't all for naught, right? It was real interesting to step into a different scene and see what it was about. I'm so used to the hardcore and punk scenes that it's a whole different experience going to air quotes, just a metal show. There's also, and I'm excited because there's a few shows on the horizon for me that are going to be a little different that I'm used to. And I'm excited to see what they're about because I love being able to learn and see new things, experience new things. And those shows, I mean, that's, that's going to provide that for me. And I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my thoughts on it. Guys, remember, if there's an artist of any kind that just seems to be universally hated, do your research. 
ask why. Once you have all the information, then make your decision. It's just fucking lazy to go with the flow and not have any other reason than that. So just keep that in mind. Keep you, keep an open mind. Always ask why. I'm going to hammer that into your head. Always ask why. Get all the information. Then make a decision for yourself. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. And please be sure to leave a rating and review on your way out. I really want to know what you guys think. Find me on Twitter at Mark the Imposter. And until next time, we'll see you in the pit. Yeah.